0: Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL, most valuable listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.
1: We know that this takes a lot of effort, but at the same time, if you're not having fun doing it, then you're doing it wrong.
0: all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I wanna share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. This podcast episode is here at Tech Chill and powered by Simplecast. Thank you so much for supporting women in tech around the world. Welcome back to the Women in Tech Podcast live at Tech Chill. Yes, it is so exciting to be in Riga Lavia. We are celebrating women in tech around the world. And I have Leva here with me today. Hi, Leva. Hi. So, you are a part of Tech Chill. First, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hi, so my name is Liva. Uh, I am a
1: part of the textual team as well. Uh, right now, I'm here as a part of Latvian Startup Association, which is a non nonprofit, uh, an association that brings together all the startups from Latvia and represents the ecosystem and helps them be heard
0: all around the world. And this is your first podcast? Yeah, this is my first podcast. I've never done this before. That's so cool. It's crazy because TechChill is so co- connected here in the Baltics. Um, what is your involvement in TechChill?
1: So I met uh, Maria, who's the previous CEO, uh, about um, three or four years ago. Uh, actually, I, before that and up until now, I also do communications and PR. And uh, so she was in charge of doing TechChill. And she had just uh, lost her basically only team member at the time, since Textual at the time was like just a few hundred people. And it, just it a, small a, few hundred yeah. a few hundred not, attendees. A few hundred yeah. And um, so it was basically just a, a bigger meetup. And then she was in charge of organizing it, and I had just done PR for a bigger conference, and she needed help. So we met over a beer and uh, she said she needed help. So I was like, okay, let's see how fast do you need to do this? And she was like, okay, we have like two months to go. We were like, oh my God. Um, but as we did that and we did it amazingly and then we kind of fell in love with the idea since Textual is a nonprofit, and it's basically organized by the community itself. It started out as a, uh, actually a birthday party for... Which is a co-working space, actually, the first the very first uh, startup uh, place actually in Riga. As you can imagine, the ecosystem here is quite new.
0: Yeah. I was here uh, in Riga a couple years ago when it was just starting. Like Estonia yeah. was, was starting to, you know, with pipe drive and with Skype, Estonia was trying yeah. was already paving away. But Lavi was like, no 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 no. We wanna be significant too. And now two years later, la Riga really has a great startup community. It has grown so fast. It's been amazing growth.
1: And we see that the interest is also growing. We have so many internationals coming over. And as you know, like in Europe, the borders are very fluid. And, and uh, people from outside Riga, they see uh, the Baltics more or less as kind of one region. So they also come over here to see what's hot, not just in Latvia, but what is hot in uh, Estonia and Lithuania as well, and the whole sea region and Central Eastern Europe we have and as the years go we have as mu- uh, many people coming over from Russia Ukraine and from the east as well so the region is definitely expanding and and Riga is becoming kind of bigger and bigger as a community and when did you first find your love for technology was it when you were a kid definitely tech uh, as in startups definitely that was tech chill uh, I just fell in love with the passion of the people here because startup people are so different than other, I think, other people in other um, industries. They are just uh, so passionate and so open and they constantly have new ideas and they're so ready to help each other. And I think with uh, chill a whole new world opened up and um, we saw so much potential, not just for a few startups, but as for the country itself, and how we can help, and how we can promote, and how we can innovate, and how that actually helps not just those few companies, but for a small country itself. And how did you discover Tech Chill even to begin with? How did you discover Tech Chill? Yeah, as I said, over a beer with Maria. So. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait!
0: You knew Maria before Tech Chill. No, she asked me to help
1: with tech chill and but before how that did you guys meet she had just heard that we had done a bit different of tech events previously we had helped and she just wanted she needed some people to help her with she yeah, was also yeah. doing this for the first time and so just, she just called me up and said i know you've done this other event just a few months ago so you obviously have already some experience with tech events and we need to bring this kind of next step forward and can you help and so I agreed to help and within just a few months we understood that this is something we wanted to go not just organize an event but bring it to the next level and bring it to uh, something completely
0: different. And what would you say is your secret superpower that possibly seems Easy or simple to an outsider? Looking in, they think, oh, no big deal, she's just great at that. But for you, you actually put in a lot of soul, energy, spirit into this superpower in order for it to look so easy.
1: I think that it also relates to textual as well. Uh, events in general seem easy for an D, or from anyone from outside. Uh, but from the people inside, it's like nine months at least of uh, blood and sweat. It's actually sometimes even blood and sweat and tears. Yeah. <laughs> but um, obviously, it's, it's very easy to go to an event as an attendee. Uh, but it's actually so much more than just an event. It's a non-profit go that works throughout the year. And they do events all the ho- over the year, and then they go over. We do events uh, beyond borders at other uh, other countries where we represent Latvia, where we represent the Baltic ecosystem. We've been from London to San Francisco, going over and telling about what Latvia actually is. As you can imagine, yeah. maybe yeah. in <laughs> San yeah, Francisco, yeah, yeah. it's like, "What? Where is that? That's where? Okay, that's where Kristaps poisoning comes from." So okay,
0: that's that's we get that one. And And, he helps a bit. (laughs) And um, what is an obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it?
1: Uh, Again, that's a very tricky question. What are the biggest challenges? We actually have a whole fail folder of challenges. Um, A fail folder.
0: Yeah, that's. (laughs) that's, uh, (laughs) I, I think I'd be afraid to put together my fail folder. No, that's like uh, there's the fail
1: folder and the um, fun folder of all the horrible stuff that's happened and all the, um, not just failures, but all the kind of funny failures. Or learning
0: opportunities. <laughs> as learning we call opportunities,
1: them. but since kind of, uh, we know that this takes a lot of uh, effort, but at the same time, if you're not having fun doing it, then you're doing it wrong. And so- what's, an, what's a particular thing that you've overcome? Not sleeping? <laughs> Probably. Uh, but yeah, Textual definitely takes a toll uh, on obviously Not just Textual in your career. Uh, probably kind of doing all things at the same time because Textual is also a hobby of mine. Uh, it's, as, as I mentioned, like right. I think 70 times it's a non-profit actually. Yeah. And so is the Lar- uh, Latvian Startup Association. Uh, I actually have a day job. In uh, addition to, and what do you yeah, do as a day job? Yeah, so my day job is running a uh, communications and strategy agency. So that's my day job. So the biggest challenge has been kind of trying to divide myself in, you know, having an actual day job, which is obviously at some point my priority. Um, And then doing all of these other things which are passionate,
0: but these are not uh, things that I do for profit. It's so interesting and I think this is really inspiring because it's telling people they could be involved in the tech world even if it's not their main job, definitely, definitely. Obviously,
1: also in my mo- in our uh, in my company, we also work a lot with IT and 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 technology companies and startups. Uh, but this is completely different. Uh, this is definitely a passion, and it's not just a passion for startups. It's also uh, kind of a, maybe a passion for. Uh, country running, we want to see how we can bring also Latvia forward and how we can maybe
0: promote this kind of small country in this small region outside. So what's so interesting to me, and I don't hear it very often, is you... You know, have a full time job that's not necessarily in tech, and so all your tech pursuits are done in this philanthropic, nonprofit way. So, what, getting involved in the tech world doesn't mean it has to become the main thing in your life. You could still pursue the curiosity of being in the tech space without giving up what you're doing right now. So.
1: Definitely, yeah. But at the same time, we work with tech also in, in my company. We work. We have clients who work in tech, and so we just love to be in the industry, and we love to understand it better. And uh, But at the same time, as we work to improve the community, we see that one of the main things on how the community can actually improve, how ecosystems can improve, is when... Um, when the entrepreneurs get involved and it can't just be the non-profits and then the NGOs and the community people. It has to actually, we also try to promote it and have these larger companies and corporates and the government uh, and and the successful role models get involved and give back and not just in money but also in their experience and their mentoring and that is so important for the kind of uh, young and -and up-and-coming startups to see that hey, here's this role model who's actually kind of succeeded, and and now I can learn from him better. And without that, I don't think you can go.
0: And what is the best piece of advice that you've gotten in your career uh, that has helped keep you strong and, and persevere? Well... Don't try to do all things at once, which is Oops. something I
1: uh, find a bit hard to follow. But that is definitely one of my 2019 challenges that I'm trying to maybe follow up on a little bit more than before. But also, obviously, this um, doing all things at once has gives... Um, a different quality to your life. Right. It's 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 been the last three years have been as busy and as crazy as I think anything anything that happens before. But that is also kind of also the benefit of living in a small country that you actually can do these all of things at once. Be it like a business and a nonprofit and a family and uh, everything else. And that is a bit unique. I think uh, one of the benefits of living in this small country that you actually can do that and um, where can people find out more about you uh, so obviously as a work in communications you can find me more or less everywhere yeah uh, and it, Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter and you spell Liva's
0: uh, name L-I-V-A P-E-R-K-O-N-E
1: just like this week Twitter told me I've been there for 10 years <gasps> and Jesus Christ I need better hobbies but yeah that is kind of one of my procrastination methods on being on Twitter Um, so that's probably the first the first uh, place to look for me and what's
0: your favorite book
1: actually I have a lot of favorite books uh, but the last favorite I read was uh, Stephen Hawking's um, uh, brief answers to to, um, complicated questions which is actually one of my kids started reading about the universe and so so he started asking me questions about black holes so (laughs) that was the moment that i understood that jesus i need to start learning up on black holes so you can answer all of these questions from an eight-year-old so yeah this book i definitely recommend it's an amazing thing for people who do not understand physics but uh, they really have the simple answers Awesome.
0: Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. It's amazing, amazing to thank have you. Thank you for hosting me on my first podcast. <laughs> 100%. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women in tech around the world, be sure to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at Women in Tech That's Women in Tech Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.
1: Hi, this is Levi Parkon. I'm a member of the board at the Latvian Startup Association based in Riga, Latvia, unifying the Latvian startup ecosystem.
0: And you're listening to Women in Tech. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution every little bit counts. That's patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot Slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech Podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL most valuable listener. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.